Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Booth, and I've been a clinical hypnotherapist since 2011. I specialise in helping people overcome anxiety and build confidence instead. This weekly podcast will cover a wide range of mental health issues related to anxiety, along with some helpful tips and suggestions that you can try at home. If you have any questions that you'd like answered in a future episode, then please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com forward slash podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Um, Firstly, I would like to say thank you to those of you who normally listen every week who will have noticed that it has been a few weeks since my last episode. Um, Those of you who listen regularly will know that I'm doing a master's degree as well as seeing my clients and running my clinic as well. So unfortunately what happens is that when I have coursework that is due in for the end of a module, um, often unfortunately things like the podcast do get put on the back burner so that I can make sure I concentrate fully on those people that I have booked in and also making sure that my studies go to plan. So thank you for your patience, but this episode is a follow-on from the last episode. So in the last episode, we talked about mindfulness and mindfulness in nature. What I'm going to talk about today is how you can actually become a bit more connected to nature and why that's an important thing. And I'm going to talk you through a challenge that you can have a go at at home to help improve your connectedness to nature and hopefully experience some of the well-being benefits that you get from engaging with nature a little bit more. Now, the reason this is so important is there's more and more evidence that is coming out about the positive impact that nature have on people's well-being and also their mental health. Now, what people are finding when they're doing research is that for a lot of people, nature isn't actually a big part of their lives. So the study that I'm basing this whole episode on was done by the National Trust, which is based in the UK, and Derby University. So they've worked together to create this report, which I'll put a link to in the description for this podcast so that you can actually go have a look because it's really, really interesting. The research found that only 19% of children regularly notice wildlife. And in fact, 57% of adults rarely or never watched the sunrise in the last year. And only 27% of people regularly watch the clouds. It's amazing to me because all of these activities are completely free and they've been shown to really benefit our mental health, make us feel good and improve our well-being. So really the big question is how can we improve our relationship with and our connectedness to nature and make the most of this free resource that we know makes us feel good? So how do we notice nature? There's a few simple ways that you can just be more aware of nature Um, and you can include this in your everyday life in whatever way makes sense to you really. So they can be built into a really small pocket of time if you're really, really busy, or if you've got a bit more time available, then you can make them into a much bigger activity with friends, with family, uh, with whatever works for you. So some of these things are as simple as just noticing wildlife, watching it, 
Sometimes the easiest thing is just to notice the birds because we can often see them even in cities. Another way to really notice nature is to listen to the sounds of birds uh, because again they tend to be in most places. Even things like smelling wildflowers, we often don't really notice wildflowers, they're just kind of there. Often we think of them as weeds and things like that. But if you happen to be going past something, maybe consider what it smells like. Taking a photo or drawing nature, so this can be views, um, it can be specific plants or animals, it's entirely up to you. Really noticing things like butterflies or bees, depending on what time of year it is, will determine what it is that you can actually notice. Uh, but again, that in itself can be a really good way of noticing what can you see at this particular time. Watching the sunrise or the sunset. Now, I'm recording this in December, which is a really, really good time actually for watching things like sunrises and sunsets because they happen much later in the morning and much earlier in the evening. So you don't have to get up ridiculously early in order to see a sunrise. All it really needs is ideally a nice clear day where it's not raining. And of course, watching the clouds as well. All of these things can be fit into whatever time you have. So if the only time you have is when you walk to your car in the morning, then have a think about just doing in that period of time. But if you do have the time and space in your life to arrange going out for a walk with the family or going out for a walk with friends, um, at the moment, UK lockdown rules are that you can only meet outside anyway. So in many ways, this is a perfect time to give this a go. Maybe you can have a bit more of a formal uh, get together and go round and have a look at all these things and see what things you can notice. Now, the research that was done by the National Trust and Derby University um, asked people to take part in what they called the nature challenge and specifically the noticing nature challenge. So this was basically a challenge whereby people could choose from a list of activities which I'll go through in a minute and they could choose one every day for seven days and all they had to do was spend a bit of time doing that activity and then see how it made them feel at the end of the week. So what I would suggest is that if you'd like to give this a go you have a think about which of these activities you could easily fit into your life you can do one activity a week if that suits you, or you can pick a couple of different activities and change it up. It's entirely up to you. But here are some of the suggested activities that can help you build your connectedness to nature. Now they're grouped into different groups. So the first group is building awareness of the senses in nature. And the activities that they suggest you have a go at are things like watching wildlife, such as animals or insects. So in this activity, you can notice things like the birds in the sky, like we said before, wildlife in fields or hedgerows, or if you're lucky enough to live near some water, maybe some water wildlife, whether that be rivers or ponds or the beach, if you can get to a beach. Another activity that they suggest is to have a go at going barefoot. Now, as I said already, I am recording this in December, so it's entirely up to you if you want to give this a go. It might be a little bit chilly, but where it's safe for you, take your shoes and socks off and just spend some time feeling the ground beneath your feet. 
Now, for me, this is always a big thing when I go to the beach. The first thing I want to do is take off my shoes so I can feel the sand. That's something that I particularly like. But find something that works for you, basically. And then the third activity in this little group is to consider nature beyond the earth. So this is where we watch things like the sunrise or the sunset, or maybe consider if you are lucky enough to get a clear night, consider spending some time stargazing or having a look at the moon or see if you can spot some planets. There's some great apps on your phone now where you can download them and they'll tell you what's in the sky if you point it at where you're looking. So you can see all the different constellations, you can see where the different planets are, and although it's technically not nature, you can also see things like space stations and things like that, which makes it a really, really interesting thing. So that's a really cool way to spend some time, just being aware of nature that's beyond even the Earth. So the next set of activities is all about considering the meaning of nature. So have a think about where you can see the influence of nature. And this is quite a handy one if you don't spend a lot of time outside, because this you can do just in your everyday life and start to notice where you see nature represented. So this might be an art, that's quite an obvious place, but it might also be on people's clothes or it might even be well-known business brands and their logos, for example, that you might be able to see how nature influences us even when we aren't actually in nature. Another suggestion that they have is to think about talking about nature. So there's a few ways that you could do this. You could tell somebody about your favourite flower or your favourite animal and why it is that they appeal to you personally. You can then ask them theirs, start a conversation about what it is that you both enjoy about nature. This could be a great icebreaker if you're doing something like in a corporate setting, um, a little bit more interesting maybe than the usual go around, say your name and say something interesting about yourself, which is always really, really awkward. I don't know if anybody else finds this, but I certainly do. Another activity that you can do is to have a think about how you can expand your knowledge of nature. So you could read a book or watch a nature show and see what you can learn. I mean, we're really lucky in this day and age that we have access to all of this kind of on-demand TV stuff. So it's really easy to find, um, particularly some of the stuff that's done by Sir David Attenborough would be an amazing way to learn a bit more about nature. So the next set of activities is all about noticing the beauty of nature. And for me personally, this is one of the easiest group of activities. Um, so one of the suggestions is some sort of creative writing. So you could do that by writing a poem. Um, you could do that just by writing down the things that you notice and why they're beautiful to you. Um, you could write a short piece of writing if you wanted to. Whatever makes sense to you. If you're uh, particularly gifted, then maybe a song. Again, just whatever suits you, really. Another activity is to think about capturing the beauty. And this is something that I really enjoy doing. So taking a photo is a perfectly acceptable way to be experiencing and appreciating nature. For those of you who are more arty, maybe you could draw it. And then the final suggestion in this group of activities is to think about getting creative or getting arty. So collect some natural materials and create something with it, whether it be a sculpture or a piece of artwork, it really doesn't matter. This is a great one to do with kids 
because they can create all sorts of things. And it's a great one to do this time of year as well, because we're coming up to Christmas in the UK. So things like collecting fur cones, painting them, doing things with them is a really nice way of introducing nature into the home. So the next group of activities is all about noticing your emotions when you're in nature and noticing your emotions about nature as well. So this can be as simple as, and one of the activities they suggest is, taking a break outdoors. So this could be your lunch break when you're at work, um, or it could be a social catch up or some sort of meeting outside. It really doesn't matter what it is, but just think about how you can potentially take a break outside. And of course, as I have already mentioned, in the UK at the moment, those are our lockdown rules anyway. So that's a perfect excuse. The next suggestion is to do something active outside. So if you are particularly into yoga, for example, then maybe you could do a yoga pose, hold it outside. Or maybe if you're feeling particularly brave, you could dance outside. But also there are more normal, I guess, activities that you can do, such as walking, running, cycling, um, in any space really. Maybe a park, man-made nature is still good. Or maybe just in the countryside, that's fine too. But take some time to do something active outside. The final activity that they suggest in this particular group is to take some private time in nature. Now you can do this just by finding a safe, quiet space and just giving yourself some time and space to think. And there's a few options here, really. It depends what you enjoy doing. So if you practice mindfulness, then you can take that time to practice your mindfulness. Or you can just think about your breathing or just listen to the sounds you can hear around you. If you're particularly practiced at meditation or self-exploration, then you can really start to consider how you feel in that moment. Consider what nature means to you, consider how you feel as you're experiencing it, consider what connections you have to nature, just whatever makes sense to you really. So the next group of activities is building compassion in nature. And some of the activities that they suggest for this particular um, type of noticing nature are things like litter picking. So this is an opportunity really to have a bit of a positive impact on the local environment by picking up litter. Now this can be done often in quite an organized way if you want to. So I know there are things like beach clearings um, that you can join. And when I used to work for a company, sometimes they would help clear the local river and things like that. So you're more than welcome to join an organized thing if you feel like it's safer. But you can just do it uh, when you're out and about too. Just obviously make sure that you are safe when you're doing so and you're not touching anything that might be damaging. Another activity they suggest is nourishing nature. So you can do this by putting out food for maybe wild birds. You can do things, there are some amazing, if you have a look on the internet, there's loads of like kids activities that you can have a look into. Things like building an insect hotel or building a hedgehog home. And the key thing here is to take a moment to think about how it feels, to actually spend a bit of time looking after nature as well. And then the final activity that they suggest that you can have a go at is to plant something. So you can plant something in the garden if you've got one, plant something in a pot for a windowsill, 
Or again, there are often quite well-organised local initiatives for things like planting trees and things. So a bit of a Google search might just point you in the direction of a, of a way of doing something that would be quite good for the local community. So all you need to do to take part in the challenge, if you want to have a go, is just pick one of the above activities and make sure you do it. You can repeat activities if you want to for seven days, or you can pick a few different ones. It's entirely up to you. Um, I had a go at this myself uh, because I figured, why not? And I'm very lucky to have a lot of nature around me. So it was quite easy for me to bring it into my life. So if you have a look on my blog at some point, if you get some time, I've put up some pictures on there of some of the things that I had to go at. But just to list them off for you now, I spent a bit of time taking pictures of different types of mushrooms in the local woods, um, which was actually really, really cool because the more I started noticing mushrooms, the more mushrooms I ended up seeing. So I ended up actually with quite a few different types of mushrooms, um, which at some point when I've got some time, I'll have to Google and see if I can work out what they all are. So if you do have a look on my blog and you know what any of them are, then do feel free to email me because I would love to know. I'm very lucky to be able to watch the sunrise most mornings. I tend to be up and about, um, particularly this time of year, before the sun comes up. Um, so again, if you have a look on my blog, I've got a really cool picture actually of the sun coming up over some trees. I also spend time with my animals in the woods, so I'm lucky enough to have my own pony and also my dog. So we often go out for walks in the woods. Watching the clouds is something that I'm not something that I tend to do actually or have really noticed before um, having a go at this challenge but was was really cool actually it's amazing how much they change um, so I was really lucky to see the clouds one evening when the sky was quite red so again you can have a look at those pictures um, but it was just really cool to be able to see all of those things another thing that I had to go at was running up a hill so I could have a look at the view um, which was well, hard work, but then really rewarding afterwards. And then the run back down was kind of fun. And then again, going out for a run, but on a really frosty morning. Um, and if you have a look at the picture, you can see it's quite foggy as well. So, and that was just quite cool to see. I mean, frosty mornings are amazing because you can see things like spider webs that have got, um, well, I guess water, frozen water on them. They look really, really cool. So you get to see all kinds of really cool things. Now you might be asking yourself why? What's the point in all of this? Why why get engaged in nature more? Well, the results of this study were actually really, really interesting. Um, there were quite a few outcomes that people reported. So they took part in these activities, they picked different things that they wanted to do, they did them for seven days, and then after that seven-day period, there were a few different things that they reported. So one of the key things that was very common amongst all of the participants was feeling that they were able to be more in the moment with nature so it helps them be more mindful and they talked about being able to slow the pace of life for a bit overall basically people found these activities to be really quite calming and quite relaxing now, as many of you who listen regularly will know, I specialise in working with anxiety disorders. So anything that is calming and relaxing is going to have a positive impact if you struggle with anxiety. But regardless of what mental health issues you may or may not be facing, being more calm and relaxed is always going to be a positive thing for you. 
So people that took part in these activities who did it with other people, such as colleagues, friends, family members, reported that they were actually able to create stronger bonds and more personal connections. And they often found that they experienced quite meaningful moments and got to make new memories with family members as well, which is a really nice way of spending time together. So not only are they deepening their connectedness with nature, they're also deepening their connection to people around them, which can be a really, really nice thing to do. So interestingly as well, a lot of people who took part in these activities found that they kind of had to push themselves a little bit outside of their comfort zone in order to give them a bit of a go. And what they found is that when they did it, not only did they get all the benefits of feeling calm and relaxed, but they also felt quite accomplished and fulfilled having done that too. So I mean, ultimately, all of these benefits are a fantastic way to improve your mental health and your well-being in general. So it would be amazing if you do decide to give this a bit of a go, have fun with it, see what you can do in nature. And I would love for you to get in touch with me and let me know how you got on with it. It would be amazing to hear from people who have improved their connectedness with nature. And it'd be great to hear how it's impacted you. Now, as I said, this this whole episode has been based on a research report that has been published um, by the National Trust in association with Derby University. So I will put a link to that in the description for this podcast um, so that you can go have a look because it's really, really interesting. And there's so much useful information in there that I haven't had time to go over today. Um, I might go over it in future podcasts um, if possible, but... Really, it's been uh, an amazing piece of work done, which has really demonstrated the link between being connected with nature and mental health, well-being, even physical health, um, being happier. There's there's so much information in here, uh, feeling like their life is more worthwhile. I mean, it's just such an amazing piece of research that really highlights the importance of improving our relationship with nature. So I really hope you find that a little bit inspiring in some way. It's something that I get so excited about because I know for me personally, nature has had a really positive impact in how I'm able to cope with things that happen in my life as well. So I already know the benefits, but it's amazing to see the research backing those up and to be able to give people a few ideas of how they can actually engage with nature just a little bit more. So please do give it a go and please do let me know how you get on and until next time I'll speak to you again thank you for listening to this week's episode make sure you subscribe to this podcast for notifications on future episodes and if you have the time to write a quick review then that would be greatly appreciated to find out more about me and the work that I do please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com That's the number two, anxiety2confidence.com.